happen to have a chance to see the most viral moment of the uh, of the weekend, uh, namely the the uh, meltdown that that woman had on a plane in Dallas. I didn't, but I wish I did. Now, just hearing that description enough, I'm I'm intrigued. Well, well, it was described by the New York Post, of course, America's paper of record, as a flight mare. Uh, I will try to uh, give a a proper quote of the TikTok that has now been seen by 14 million people. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off. There's a reason I'm getting the f off. Everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f's, but I'm telling you right now, that mother effer back there is not real. <laughs> and then she, <laughs> and she walks off the plane. Okay, now keep in mind, this is not like a homeless person. This is a woman with a Goyard bag. This is a woman who seems very well put together. Perhaps she did an edible before she got on the flight. Um, even more hilariously, Carrot Top was on the flight and it was one of the yeah, people who I filmed saw that. this. Um, and I just want to also, just because, you know, again. Do we know and, if she was talking about Carrot Top? That's the missing piece. That, Is that, he the one I don't not think real? so. I don't think so. Though I do want to know, I want to hear the reaction piece from the man uh, who was who was told that he was not real. Um, uh, yeah, I would love to just know what she meant in her, like, just, I, I hope she kept a edible diary you know like i hope she i hope she wrote down like exactly what her experience of it did she mean he's a cylon is he a ghost there's a a commercial for crack in american dad where they say you know uh crack may result in you seeing the the heads of your friends as flaming skeletons you know it it just (laughs) could be something like that but there is a comment on near the top of the of the aforementioned New York Post, again, founded by Alexander Hamilton, the most quality publication uh, on a daily basis in America, uh, b- by one uh, Alex Berry, and it reads, I am a licensed commercial pilot. What the FAA and the airlines don't want you to know, all caps, is that most airlines are haunted. In fact, if you've <laughs> ever seen the smoky mist coming out of the air vents above your seat or along the cabin walls, that is, in fact, the vapor of so many souls that have left our world and exist in the ethereal plane between our universe and the infinite void. <laughs> so, new- I've had it. I've had it up to here with these MF and ghouls on this MF and plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, news you can news you can use when uh, when next booking a flight. The only thing that I uh, did uh, find, you know, uh, sort of. Uh, disappointing about this is I believe this was on a major I, I I believe this was on a major airline. It would have been particularly funny if it was just on like a a lower tier, you know, regional thing where they had to come out and say no, our flights are not haunted. You know, something something below frontier in Alaska, you know, that that right. just shepherds people around. There are no ghouls on our plane and no lizard people either as well. Uh, and uh, and no, there are definitely no gremlins crawling on the on the wing and terrifying William Shatner. So, um, but that may or may not be Sasquatch sitting in eight F. Yes, Sasquatch. Remember, uh, but is Ben, real. you you mentioned crack, and speaking of crack, <laughs> yes, I see what you did there. Uh, if you if you if you want to hang out, you've got to take her out. Cocaine. <laughs> if you've got bad news, you want to kick them loose. Cocaine. Um, hey guys, I just I want to get it out of the way now because I've been working on this for a while. Okay, 
there hasn't been that much raw blow on the West Wing since he left after season four. <laughs> Think about the wordplay there. You have to do it in kind of a Boston accent, that, but it works. That is that is that is truly truly fantastic. Um, uh, especially considering that Rob Lowe has been clean for for probably <laughs> longer than anybody else involved in that situation. So um, the substance found in the White House uh, West Wing, uh, which tested positive for cocaine. Oh, by the way, this is Thunderdome, so we have to devote uh, at least a, a special episode on this shortened week uh, to uh, this news. The, uh, the substance being found, it's so funny to see the reaction among many different people uh, in the media uh cnn was having a good laugh about it they were using like uh you know uh, the most obvious puns in the world about you know uh this being a bump in the road and uh and you know, that type of thing the <laughs> the actual serious i think ramifications of this is that we have now crossed that line you crossed the line, did you? Given the combination between the uh, the story uh, this weekend with the cocaine and the story that ran over the weekend in the New York Times uh, about Hunter Biden's love child and that uh, relationship or lack thereof, uh, this is new territory for the way that the media is talking about the Bidens. Uh, when you have Andrea Mitchell flipping out and saying this is unheard of, this is incredible, this is, you know, uh, you know, a, a impossible to believe story, um, and you have the New York Times actually devoting serious effort in a multi uh, bylined, you know, sort of piece to uh, looking at Hunter Biden's uh, daughter and uh, and uh, explicitly reporting for the first time in non-conservative publications that Joe and Jill themselves have been instructing aides to say yeah. that they have six grandchildren uh, uh, and I'll have a little bit a little other nugget on that in a second but uh, that to me is something that has not been they, they have not opened that Pandora's box before now um, and and it says something to me that the media is doing that and doing it now as opposed to doing it six months from now or something like that. Possibly it's meant to say, let's get this out of the way before things really get rolling. So it's not a problem. Uh, partially it may be their recognition that this is actually going to be a campaign issue and not a campaign issue. That's necessarily just about financial fraud and ethics that we've talked about a little bit before, but also about, you know, perhaps Joe Biden's standing as this grandfatherly, moral, upright figure um, in the context of the American voter. Uh, and then there's something else, too, which is just that, you know, this is a moment in which the poll numbers are just absurdly bad. Um, you, you would want to see him running far more ahead of a potential Trump candidacy. Uh, and it does seem to me like the media is worried about that. So thoughts from from both yeah. of you uh on you know all the all the various ways and and feel feel free to take it in any direction that the rail inclines well i have a lot to say but i want to ask john as our as our in i i have written and joke frequently that i've been offered cocaine three times in my life and twice we're at cpac right so um I, you know, I, there, there is, there's definitely a bipartisan, it, it's definitely a bipartisan recreational 
uh, activity in this town. Um, I wanted to ask John, like as a as a as a hill insider, if you saw that sort of thing occur or happen, or whether you were just too lily white and pure to have ever, you know, even gone into the wrong cloakroom or bathroom um, and and encountered that sort of thing. Look, I'm sure that stuff was was going on, and you know, of course, you know, we'd be remiss not to point out uh, former Florida Congressman Trey Radel, who I believe was can't remember, he was busted by the FBI or who, um, you know, snorting a line somewhere with someone. Um, I you know that's this happened since we've all been up here, but no, it wasn't something that you know. Look, if it if it was something that was going on, I think it was probably tracking, uh, you know, kind of you know what you'd expect with probably you know more of the rich kids set of which I am definitely not a part of. Uh, but no, it wasn't really something, you know, look it, from, from my experience that was, you know, a, a lot of time spent at, uh, uh, you know, bars and that kind of stuff, but no, I never really came across, um, came, came across that kind of stuff. Well, so, I mean, you, you, there was a lot there, Ben, I would say a couple of things. One, um, I do think that it's it's remarkable that that the the press is talking about this to a certain extent. They don't have a choice. It's also, I mean, if you just look at what they did in 2016 and 2020, um, in 2020 with the laptop story, uh, you know, uh, re- related, right? Um, this is a lower leverage moment. So I think there's a lot to what you're saying. We're we're still outside of the campaign calendar. Um, you know, certainly we're we're you know we're pre-Iowa and all that stuff. So I think as at a lower leverage moment, this is the time you'd expect them to do it. I also think it's worth saying that in that really remarkable New York Times story on um, on Hunter's, you know, illegitimate child um, and her family, uh, you know, there was still a lot of passive voice and a lot of really weird, tortured constructions mm-hmm. in that piece that are that are can only be read as deferential. Um you know, to the to the Bidens and the and the White House. I've got a couple of, uh, highlighted in my copy, like, you know, quote, um, both Hunter, the privileged and troubled son of a president, and Miss Roberts, that's the baby mama, uh, the daughter <laughs> of a rural gunmaker, have allies whose actions have made the situation more politicized. Like, that's that is just a tortured. Hey, well, yeah, right. <laughs> um, there, there is, and then very next sentence, there is no evidence the White House is involved in those actions. Right. So it has. Oh, it yeah. Has... You know, there's there definitely is no reason, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, Hunter, just as an average citizen would suddenly, you know, be able to acquire Lanny Davis. You know, right. it's just like... and, and, and here's another one. It says later on, you know, they, they put in the obligatory, the white quote, the White House did not respond to questions about the case, comma, in keeping with how officials have answered questions about the Biden family before. Right. So all the, all of a sudden, you know, this is a newspaper that's regularly leaked national security secrets right tax returns go to go up and down the list from the white house and all of a sudden it's you know jfk camelot rules you know mm-hmm. you know no big deal nothing to see here folks they don't they don't respond to questions about their family so i mean i agree with your premise that there's something different about this i think they don't have much of a choice you know that it'd be really hard to dodge this stuff but mm-hmm. they certainly gave it the um the new york times treatment uh i don't know john do you have other thoughts i kind of cut you off no, I mean, I think all this, you know, I, I think that's all that stuff is well taken. And it's, you know, I, I do think that this kind of thing does begin to to cut against type of, you know, Joe Biden is this sort of grandfatherly guy next door. And, you know, anytime that you have this sort of uh, upstairs, downstairs kind of thing where, 
you know, anybody listen to this podcast or any of us in the same situation, um, you know, we probably wouldn't have to worry about the child support piece because like the $2 an hour we'd make in jail on the gun charge and the tax evasion would, <laughs> you know, probably not go very far. Um, but, you know, it, 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 this sort of double standard thing. And, you know, and this is one where, you know, it's not hard to imagine, you know, this, this is a this is a, a called pitch right over the middle for a guy like Trump. You know, can you imagine this in a debate if he can stay? Again, everything with Trump is imagining Trump not being Trump. But imagine him being a little bit more disciplined and just, you know, going to town on, um, look, your kid was, you know, you got him out of all this other stuff. If you're saying, oh, he'd be in jail, you know, on and on and on. Um, you know, I, I do think, you know, I was actually skimming through that right now too, the New York Times piece, Dan. And, um, you know, the, the fact that she is the daughter of a rural gun maker, as though that is like some sort of like really descriptive thing, which I guess in a way it is, but like it, it feels like the most kind of extra part of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, as though like, well, she is sort of lesser, right? The daughter of a rural gun maker, you know, but the, the thing in that story that really kind of blew me away the most is that you know, it, it notes in Hunter's book, he has absolutely no recollection of any interaction with this woman, um, which I guess is actually believable given his track record. But um, I mean, the Times reported that she was his personal assistant. I mean, maybe yeah. that's a, maybe that's a euphemism. I think that's a euphemism there. But but I, but but I do think so. A couple of things. Uh, first off, that rural gunmaker thing uh, turns out, at least according to my contacts in Arkansas, uh, he is actually like the primo. Like, this is the guy the rich guys go to for custom rifles kind of guy. Um, and, uh, in fact, uh, if you appreciate uh, Ms. Roberts' Instagram page, um, where she seems to be very happy, is very positive, and has uh, quite some skill with the camera because the New York Times pulled a bunch of pictures from it, uh, uh, There are there's clearly a close relationship with her dad. Um, and he obviously is quoted in the piece uh, as saying that he's you know happy to sort of be grandfather for for you know in place of joe biden you know that the that the uh yeah, that yeah. Uh, she will lack for nothing and that kind of thing there's there's definite um chip on the shoulder about that but but there's one item about this that i think is just so stupid from a communications set like if you put on your joe biden's com staffer hat uh, a hat that presumably looks exactly like kareem jean pierre's hair um you uh, you know, in in that kind of um, uh, the people who wear the Guy Fieri hat style, um, the you then say, what do we do with the situation? Well, it's the easiest thing in the world. You say, have them come to the White House. Don't make a big deal about it at the time. Have some candids and some photographs from behind the scenes of Joe smiling with this little girl, meeting them, handing them, you know, M and M's and a and a you know, American flag and all that stuff and say, you know, Jill and I are happy for any young girl who has, you know, the, the opportunities to be an American, you know, we're happy to, to, you know, that this, that this is something that, you know, came out of, even if it came out of, you know, my son's past uh, mistakes, you know, it's something that we acknowledge and we appreciate. And, you know, we, it was, it was a joy to meet her issue over like you've blunted it completely like just be a nice person and a respectful granddad and it's it would be humanizing it would seem consistent with the like pre-biden empathy situation 
you know, Hunter wouldn't have to be there at all. It could just be like a, you know, hey, look, this is something that happened. We're not going to pretend it didn't happen. But guess what? We're not going to hold it against this little this little girl from Arkansas who can be anything that she wants to be. Okay, then that issue is over. By doing what he's doing, he is virtually ensuring that at the first debate that Donald Trump has tickets to invite people to, that London Roberts, that little girl, and her gun-owning dad are going to be in the front row for him to say, Joe, would you like to meet your granddaughter? Because that's exactly what Trump would do with that situation, and depending on how MAGA that family is, uh, I'm sure they would be willing to go along. I would bet that there's there's language in their settlement, you know, that precludes that sort of thing if they were were smart. But to your point, I mean, one of the de- one of the most horrific details in the story is that he stops responding to her text messages. This is the New York Times reporting this. He stops re- responding to her text messages, you know, including a message that informs her that their daughter has just been born. The DNA test comes back, you know, Maury Povich, you're the daddy. <laughs> and the next detail in the time story. Now, this is the Times, and I just said they they were careful, you know, and they and they were deferential, but they included this just absolute stake to the heart, which is, you know, he removes her from his health insurance several days later, right? So, <laughs> I mean, do you do you can you imagine the line? If imagine Joe Biden talks about Obamacare or talks about health health insurance in a debate, oh lord, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, you mean like Hunter took his his daughter off of off of his health? I mean, did, did so, he, did, I mean, I mean, what all he needed to do was text text them whatever they call the Arkansas Medicaid expansion. Yeah, gosh, <laughs> gosh. Well, so look, I want to say one more thing too because I just think it needs to be said. You know, I'll, first I'll just very briefly establish my own uh, working class bona fides. You know, single mom, father wasn't really in my life, lived in public housing, public schools, blah blah blah. So when I say the Bidens are freaking white trash i i mean i feel like i know yeah. i know from what what i'm speaking you know, the line that like the line that uh you know trump which i always thought was pretty good that trump was a poor person's idea of a rich person right i always thought there was a lot to that the the bidens are kind of a rich person stereotype of poor people right yes, yes. you know it's, it's it's the it's the exact opposite and i'll i'll just say i used to when i was like a kid when biden was you know when i was a little politics dork uh, you know, I, the Joe Biden was kind of endearing to me because they would put out those reports every year on the net worths of members of the Senate, right? And you know, there'd be there'd be a bunch of centimillionaires, and and almost everyone else would be a millionaire, and then it would say Joe Biden negative seventy five thousand dollars net worth, <laughs> you know, because he hadn't paid off his Trans Am or whatever, right? So so that was you know twenty twenty five years ago, and I always found that kind of endearing that here was a guy who you know, got into politics and was either just too dumb or or too earnest or some combination to get rich in the Senate, you know, but he sure has caught up, uh, you know, on, on the money question. But what hasn't changed is that kind of, you know, low again, it, they're white trash. I mean, I'll yeah. just say it. They are. And it's just absolutely it's absolutely shameful. Um yeah. You got to hustle. And I will let you drive my Camaro when I can fix the got dang drive shaft. (laughs) So, so John, when you're, when you're looking at this story, I know that you've been the one sort of stressing, you know, Hunter Biden is not the president of the United States. Hunter Biden is not a politician. Um, I, I completely understand and agree with that. 
although, you know, as I have said, you know, I think I find the financial side of what he's doing very concerning. I think this is the first time that I've seen mainstream media kind of cotton on to the, you know, Dan can call it white trash, but just kind of like what kind of White House is being run here? You know, this is unheard of. You know, the you know, it's one thing to sort of if if cocaine had been found in the Trump White House, you know, the next day there would have been a flow chart of all the with ranks of the likeliest person to have done it shown on Chris Hayes. You know, is is this kind of a breaking point for them, or is it more, as I said before, kind of like let's get this out as early as possible so that it's a non-issue by the time that there's actual uh, conflagrations expected, you know, next summer? It's a great question. And I think that we need to throw out another possibility is, you know, in the sort of whodunit aspect of this, you know, who was pitching this story? Is it possible that there were other national Democrats who want to soften the president up right now? Mm. Um, you know, that you're, you're looking at somebody who's, you know, approval rating at this point in his presidency. Uh, you have to go back to Jimmy Carter, uh, to, to get to somebody who's, you know, favorable, unfavorable, um, is, or whose approval rating is this bad, um, you know, for, you know, it, it's even, even looking at where Trump was at this point in the presidency, two points, uh, higher favorables than Biden. Um, you know, so is this something to start softening it up? I, again, I think, a, I think a straight up challenge to, to Biden from, from within the democratic party is really difficult and, and probably unlikely to succeed. But, you know, he's in his 80s. Like, how much does he, how much of a beating does he want to take? You know, he apparently, you know, the fact that he is still going out of his way to protect his, you know, again, this is not a 23-year-old son. You got a, a 50-something-year-old man um, who, you know, is, and I also love as part of the settlement um, over the child support is giving paintings to the, yes. uh, to the his, his daughter, which um, which also but, seems very white trash in the sense that you know like <laughs> I will give you my uh, my custom redesigned car you know or something like that like you know I, I do I do really good uh, uh, chrome work you know that kind of no thing. it's yeah. like you know how you know how Picasso used to apparently pay for groceries by giving his wife a sketch on a napkin <laughs> right? when in his old age right so that's that's really what it's like um, but you know who's who's you know who who are they redeeming that to for cash. Um, I, I can't imagine that the, uh, you know, the, the rural gun manufacturer is, you know, trying to build the, the finest collection of Hunter Biden's, uh, you know, outside of whatever, you know, Walton Museum is, is down in Little Rock. But, um, you know, but, but, but going back to your question, if, you know, who, who's pitching this story and why, right? It doesn't spring out of nowhere. We've, we've known a lot of these facts for a while. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's interesting if, if you kind of climb back up you know, just sort of, you know, from Hunter into Joe Biden, you know, you go back and, and again, stipulating that it was Kitty Kelly, but you know, there was a Washington, a Washingtonian article um, back in 1974, you know, just shortly after he, um, you know, Joe Biden enters the Senate where, you know, he is uh, making comments to the writer that, um, you know, that his, his, you know, his deceased first wife looked better at the Playboy bunny, those kind of things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, there's always been something a little off, uh, around kind of how Joe Biden <laughs> interacts with the world. And, you know, I, I think you know, Dan's right. I mean, it, it, it becomes, it kind of comes like its own sort of weird sort of thing of just how he presents himself and sees himself. 
Um, certainly he's always seen himself as the hero in his own story, you know, the smartest man in the room, but, uh, yeah, I mean, at the top of my class. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can uh, I point a, out one other weird connection? Just, just a quick update, just a quick update before you do, uh, the, uh, current, uh, top, uh, expose at Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art, which is that Walton Museum that is in Bentonville that you made reference to is Diego Rivera's America. So perhaps we'll have the Hunter, Hunter Biden's America as a, as a future exhibition there sponsored by the Roberts family yeah, no doubt. <laughs> on loan. Well, I, I know John didn't say this, but we talked in recent weeks about um, Gavin Newsom and there's a, a, a being that potential challenger. Right. And I know you didn't say that, that that's who planted the story, but just one weird connection that that sticks out to me that I think gets at a deeper truth and gets at the dynamic we've been talking about now for weeks, which is this, you know, the Times piece mentions that uh, she the 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 mother and her father are hunting pals with with Donald Trump Jr. And we also know that Donald Trump Jr. and Gavin Newsom have a connection, right? Which oh is, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> which is to you know, which is to say, uh, they they share a spouse, uh, yes. a, a, right? So th there's there is an extent to which you know the same way I say rich rich guy's idea of a poor person and a poor guy's idea of a rich person. You know, anything I've been beating this drum forever, but anything that shows to the average swing voter that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are not two phenomenon, but one that that mm. this whole that, you know, if you know, if, if Trump didn't whatever drain the swamp, then, you know, he's he's part of the same. I don't know, part of the same hypocrisy to go Godfather two as Biden. These people, these people are all mixed up into one big thing. And I think. Anything that shows that any piece of evidence that shows that to be the case so, is only going to help is only going to help Trump. To your point, uh, I was corresponding. I was uh, writing up actually uh, something for uh, at The Spectator. Our chairman, uh, Andrew Neal, will occasionally uh, lean on uh, us American based uh, uh, writers for you know updates on how things are going politically when he has to explain things to the Euros. Uh, and he was doing so this week. Uh, and I passed along a comment that I had gotten uh, from one uh, top Republican pollster who recently told me, uh, I've never seen our voters so negative. They're now certain the left hates America and hates them. Most believe we are uh, we are right on the edge of losing our country. Uh, in focus groups, they talk about not being able to speak uh, freely or truthfully in their daily lives for fear of losing everything, job, home, friends. Uh, many are scared. Others are furious. Uh, they acknowledge Trump's flaws and long for an alternative, but don't see one. Uh, and at least uh, not among the current crop, they'll take T-Rex if they must, because they know he'll engage in mortal combat with the left every day. Uh, and uh, when it comes to the, you know, specifically uh, to the uh, Hunter Biden uh, situation, uh, nearly all Republican primary voters believe we live in a morally corrupt two-tier justice system and that's why the facts of the case against trump are completely irrelevant as long as joe and hunter are walking around free of indictment free of serious investigation you will not convince them otherwise so i just i think to your point that that's a real limiting factor you know in the sense of of the ability of uh, of anyone to kind of make the case that well you can't nominate trump because of because all decency, of the legal yeah. challenges because decency etc 
and the response from your average Republican primary voter is it's probably Hunter walking away from watching the fireworks with his, you know, uh, with his clueless dad on the you know portico of the of the White House to, you know, good to go and freshen up and powder his nose, you know, and that's what they're they're going to assume is going on. And uh, and, you know, I'm not really going to judge them for assuming that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a lot to that. And again, we're not making I'm not making a normative like I'm not saying, uh, oh, and that's good. But yeah. I'm saying to your point, you know, how can you how can you ask a, a kitchen table voter who's got to, a, a, you know, balance their checkbook, um, you know, and, you know, and raise their kids and 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 go to work every day? You know, how can you blame them for having that precisely that appraisal of the situation, at least when it comes to this slice of it. I mean, anything, anything you say about, I mean, that's kind of been one of Trump's superpowers, right? Is that anything you say about him, um, you know, you almost immediately, almost as if it's a, if it's as if it's causal, you almost immediately see an example again of the left uh, and, and democratic official them doing the same thing. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't blame him for seeing the world that way. So uh, we wanted to do just this episode because there was so much Hunter news over the past uh, couple of days. So we'll we'll keep it short. Uh, but I did want to bring up one more thing, which is that uh, apparently former uh, Congressman Denver Riggleman has joined Hunter's team and he is making the argument that like the laptop can't be trusted, uh, which is a very odd argument to make, given that Hunter's own lawyers made the argument that it was his property in court and that it needed to be returned to him uh so there's there's clearly just like this incoherence about his legal strategy that is enduring um you know we saw that in the lanny davis situation you know we saw it in you know a number of other situations that are you know apparently where he's like broken with what the white house lawyers wanted him to do and things like that so my, my point about hunter is that for to a certain extent um i feel like he is still a rogue factor where People like Jen Psaki can go on the air and you know how loyal of a, of a, a Democrat partisan she is and say, you know, it was a really bad look for Hunter to be at that state dinner right after this plea deal was announced. You know, she said that. And when she says something like that, to me, there's just kind of a permission structure here that says Hunter is a rogue actor. We really wish Joe would send him to the Pacific Northwest know uh or you know uh, you know he's he's been reassigned to a post in alaska you can mail him his clothes you know as they, as they said in the uh De Palma mission impossible but the thing the thing that i think is just sort of critical here is there's probably a bunch of democrats around who want to very much to make sure that joe biden or another democrat wins in 2024 who are saying joe you have got to get rid of this guy he's a real drag you know, and and are trying to kind of send that message through the media to John's point. It's like they're trying to send that message. They're trying to plant that story. But I don't think Joe is listening. I don't think he's reading. I don't think he's paying attention to it. I think he's ignoring it. Uh, and I think that if he was even a little bit younger and even a little less senile, he would have the awareness to know this is not a good look. I think that's true. I wonder, and I don't know the answer to this question. I, I really don't, but I wonder the extent to which it's also just, I don't know, vanity or or um, self regard or, or things like that. Because, you know, look, there's there's the example of Mitch Daniels. There's a there's a, a few different examples 
you know, we could name. There's even the example of 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 Ted Cruz to an extent taking a step back from uh, public public life, or at mm-hmm. least from the size of his platform, um, to deal with family issues. And you know, that would yeah, and, be and just to and just to the Ted point, I do think that that was the decisive factor in him not running this time. Yeah, um, and and know. there and 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 it's an honorable thing, you know, and that's an honorable path to take. And you know, on the one hand. The one thing that's endearing about Joe Biden in this whole situation is just his un, undying loyalty to his son. I, I think that's an unalloyed good. I, I don't think he should apologize for it. I can compartmentalize those things in my mind, right? Like, um, y- you know, it, it is objectively shameful, their behavior. But on the other hand, that's your that's your son, right? So I, I think that's endearing about Joe. But But the part of the calculation that's missing is... Instead of, you know, having Hunter move into the White House by some, you know, reports to keep an eye on him um, and ostensibly to keep him away from, you know, for instance, cocaine, um, you know, maybe and or people do, trying to serve him papers mm-hmm. and or people trying to serve him papers. Maybe instead of moving Hunter into the White House, what you do is you move Joe out of the White House. Maybe that's the more honorable course of action, you know, if you actually <laughs> care about the future of the country. <laughs> uh, John, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think it's a, I think there's, there's standing by your kid, but you know, I, I also don't, I think in this kind of thing, and look, I'm a ways away from having to worry about this kind of stuff. And, you know, God forbid, I have to you know find myself in the shoes that you know, Joe Biden has with, with Hunter, but um, you know, in, inviting your, your son who has just agreed to a plea agreement on basically federal firearms and tax evasion charges, um, you know, inviting him to, the White House, you know, as is a you know an honored guest, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a great look. You know, I, I think that you have him over for dinner, those kind of things, but it, it almost seems like it's kind of flaunting, you know, at this point to to say, hey, he's he's here and he's a key part of 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 our family. Um, when you already have all the all this swirl of he got off easy because he's a Biden and. You know, I think it. I think it sort of you know may underscore the critique of congressional Republicans of hey, maybe the big guy was really close to Hunter through all of this. Uh, you know, m- maybe there is something there about the business arrangements that that Hunter Biden has had with you know whether it's in the Ukraine or China or what have you that the the, the dad is that close even after all the problems that he caused and is continuing to cause. Uh, you know, I I think that the president has a a bigger responsibility uh, in this case. Again, we're not talking about a, a teenager or a twenty-something-year-old. We're talking about a fifty-some-year-old guy um, who has made a series of really bad and weird decisions. Um, you know, including with his you know, dead brother's ex-wife. And um, you know, to to if you're the family values guy, and you know, by all accounts, sort of you know, Bo was your your pride and joy. Um, it, it all just feels really weird. And, and you're right. I mean, it is wild that this is the first time it's really kind of getting national news treatment. Um, you know, if, if this was, if this was a Republican, right, we'd already know what, I mean, look, you know, go back to the stories of like, you know, when Mitt Romney was running and they found, you know, some kid that, you know, from his high school that was making she some kind of, yeah. you know, Mitt Romney was mean to me about like a haircut or something. Um, you know, whereas with this, I mean, there are real things happening with real adults in real time. And, 
everyone's just kind of shoulder shrugging about it. Um, you know, I, I think that relative from where we were a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, where we were talking about sort of the, the legal implications of these things for the campaigns, you know, I think at worst now you're the place where this sort of negates a lot of the Trump stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as far as the ability to make hay out of it, I mean, again, all this is kind of priced in with with Trump. And I know I've said that a lot of this is priced in with Biden. But I mean, the fact that it becomes more tawdry and and more unbelievable with each passing week as opposed to less. And again, maybe it's because we know the Trump thing has been in front of everybody for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was probably the one that was always going to turn it up to 11. Who... The question is, why isn't somebody? I mean, this is a great copy, right? This has got to sell papers. Why well, isn't anyone and it's else digging into this? Yeah, it's great late night TV too. I was just thinking, like the amount of the amount of jokes that were told about the PP tape, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the PG thirteen version is, which almost certainly doesn't exist, right? You know, the amount of time that was spent on that. But you have video of that Hunter Biden took himself of him threatening a prostitute, right on on video. And I don't know if, you know, Seth Meyers did one joke about it, right? It's kind of, it's kind of remarkable. It's, I mean, you, the, the bits kind of write themselves just in terms of, you know, if you were, if you were doing a cold open, you could just have every white house official just sort of giving very straight, you know, uh, uh, you know, talking points and copy. And then in between everything, doing that, doing that Coke nose sort of wipe <laughs> that comes at the end. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's perfect. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap up with this. We have to, you know, we talk obviously about different presidential campaigns and different presidential candidates, whether they were relevant or not. Uh, let's uh, acknowledge and, uh, and pour one out for uh, the relationship of one Bill de Blasio, uh, most infamous uh, in his, uh, in his presidential campaign, for spawning some of the best heckling uh, ever received, uh, in my view, by a candidate, uh, especially the the minion who took up comfortably Smug's uh, comment that you are too tall to be president. Come clean my roof, you monster. Your giant body will never fit in Washington, D.C. One of the best <laughs> heckling lines. He has uh, uh, had a, a, I guess, a love update in terms of his relationship. Uh, there, uh, he, he and his wife, uh, Shirlane McRae, uh, said that they're splitting up after 29 years uh, of marriage so that they can date other people without living apart or getting divorced. Um, as you may know, McRae was uh, very happily living as a lesbian when she met Bill de Blasio. I don't know how that works, um, but it, you know, perhaps de Blasio comes across as tall lesbian behind the scenes. Uh, I, I'm just curious, uh, if you were to ever propose such an arrangement to your better half, um, how quickly do you think you would be murdered <laughs> i think my wife made a point to like just tell me what was never going to fly on like our fourth or fifth date so she just closed she just closed off there's like a list there were like two lists you know? <laughs> there were items on one and items on the other i'll just leave it at that i don't i don't even know how how my wife would react to that other than i mean it, it wouldn't be how quickly but it would be you know with what instrument you know would, <laughs> would they be peeling me off the sidewalk um that's weird stuff man and, and they're still going to be living together in the same house uh, you know i mean i think i think it's time to sort of reboot uh 
you know, some of those old MTV shows, maybe it's a real world, you know, park slope or, you know, wherever neighborhood they happen to be in. And, um, you know, they should, they should invite the Polo to going. come in and be a house guest. That, oh, absolutely. That, <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely reality TV level. Um, uh, the answer uh, for me is uh, I think I would survive slightly longer because I think that my wife doesn't remember the code for the gun safe, uh, which is <laughs> which uh, would maybe maybe perhaps allow me to uh, reach the doorknob. Uh, but that's about it. Um, I uh, want to thank you both, uh, John and Dan, for this special uh, you know, patriotic week uh, edition of Thunderdome. Uh, and uh, let's, you know, uh, enjoy, enjoy this hilarity while it lasts be- before we actually get uh, into the very, very real and cold reality of one of these two ridiculous old people with their uh, ridiculous attitudes towards those around them, uh, potentially being uh, the next president of the United States. Uh, for Dan and for John, you've, this has been Thunderdome. Thanks so much for listening. God bless America. Thank you.